Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome back to 1111 Talk Radio. I'm so excited about the series that I'm currently engaging with James Redfield on. We are tapping into the 12 insights that are the essence of his work and specifically uh, what was born out of the Celestine Prophecy, a magnificent book that I read years and years ago that has now uh, re-released with some added material having its own beautiful anniversary, and being uh, picked up by both millennials and their older children and looked at in a whole new way. It is the perfect time to do that as these insights are beautiful in their archetypal nature and in their energy and the vision that they create and allow us to embody for this world to have the shift that it is looking for. Before we dive back into that series, I want to mention a couple of things. Uh, number one, you can start this series by going back to uh, episode one. We have already taped two episodes to build up to Insights 7, 8, and 9 that we're going to be talking about today. And then you can join us next week for our final episode. Uh, In addition to checking out 1111 Magazine, there is an article on James in the issue, and it is beautiful, and it gives you more insight into his life, his work, and all of the things that he is doing at this time. So I'm very excited to share uh, this profound luminaries work and role in our planetary evolution In addition, I love to share products on the call, and I want to specifically share one that I was introduced to and received in the mail. With COVID, there's lots of ways we entertain ourselves, and new products is a way that I entertain myself. So I want to tell you something uh, that can be a useful personal piece for you. I do believe in reading labels and that that is key, and I do it with everything from the food I buy to the beauty products. And so even my deodorant is something that I look at. And I was able to test out a product called Native. And the performance matters. It was a beautiful product. It's natural. I love the fragrances. I actually got the coconut and vanilla and the cucumber and mint. And it is really important to switch to an aluminum-free deodorant because that means you can have the protection, but you can use something that is more natural and allows you to still stay fresh all day long. It doesn't just lock in uh, a better fresh scent for you all day long. It has the kinds of ingredients that are good for us. Coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. It's vegan. It's never tested on animals. And it will provide you that fresh feeling all day long. Uh, I reached out to them, and they are willing to give my 1111 listeners a uh, a discount, a percent off for their first order. So you can get 20% off if you go to nativedeo.com slash 11 or use promo code 11 at checkout. Uh, It's risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S. Plus there's free 30-day returns and exchanges. So you can't not take this offer and uh, try it out. That's nativedeo.com slash 11 or simply use the promo code of 11 at checkout when you go to nativedeo.com. Again, you'll get 20% off your first order 
free shipping, and free 30-day return or exchange if needed. Definitely check that out. It is a self-investment, and it is a clean option for you during these times. In addition, check out 1111's courses that are online. We're offering a lot of beautiful courses from different teachers that are on the show. Now to James Redfield and his profound work. It is very apparent that we live in a world that is seemingly quite divisive at this time. And with the upcoming election and so many other things going on, it's easy to get into some of those control dramas or want to take sides or get pulled into that kind of energy that has us judge, blame, shame, pull, project. And that is not going to create the new world. To create this new worldview, we have to learn to live in alignment with universe's karmic design. There's a certain level of giving and generosity that must start to be exuded, as well as a connection to our source, to the universe, to our spirit, and allowing all of that to converge so that we become catalysts and conduits in the world for connection. Uh, James's work is beautiful, and you can find it at uh, all of his books and all of his work at CelestineVision.com. So I want to welcome back, James. We are going to talk about Insights 7, 8, and 9 today, but I'd love it if you could give a brief recap of where we are up until this point so that as we dive into the next ones, we have a certain foundation and framework to start the show off with. Well, thank you. Nice to be with you again. Uh, this is This will be fun. Um, Remember that the insights, as I write about them, write about them uh, in the novels, are understandings that have uh, the effect on us to as to open up a greater energy of consciousness. Uh, they build on one another. Uh, they're archetypal. You know, we're wired for this. You know, and as as we start to really look at this, all the corruption in the material world. Uh, there's a movement in consciousness uh, that is a, a full alternative to ego-driven greed and power that happens when people uh, live at the materialistic level. And so it's very simple what's happening. Too many generations are, are, are uh, opening to that. It's, it's really creating this momentum. Uh, more, uh, there's more uh, meditation in the world than ever before. Uh, primarily, primarily in in the uh, these two new generations, but what we're what we're figuring out over time, and I talk about the human potential movement, all the discussion for a hundred years is finally coming to conclusion. That's what this the, the spiritual life and connection is uh, making perfect sense in terms of uh, uh, the way we uh, what we experience. Uh, so uh, I think what we experience, though, are these openings, archetypal openings, as we understand how the world really works spiritually. So these are the understandings that I think are happening. Uh, what we'll do, we're doing a series of all 12, so I just want to summarize where we've, where we've come. Um, the first one is, is understanding that we have help in life. It's the answer to atheism. We can experience help, prove to ourselves that mysterious coincidences happen to uplift our life, to solve problems, to lead us forward toward the sense that we have something 
to do in the world, that we came here to do something. And it's called synchronicity. Uh, meaningful coincidences happen. You know, that's the first understanding of how the world really works spiritually. The second is to make a history of that. Anybody who looked at biographies sees that there, of all the great accomplishments as humanity has progressed, these have happened by people following these synchronicities. So our history is one of pushing the world forward in consciousness and in acceptance of all peoples uh, through synchronicity. So it's it's the operating principle in the world. Uh, but we have to open up more to it to really be in a flow. That's what the rest of these understandings do. So uh, at the third level, we realize this really is, we can prove to ourselves, a karmic design. And that karmic design is about uh, giving. It's all around giving. What else would the world be uh, designed around, the spiritual world? Uh, if we're givers, we attract more givers. If we try to give synchronistic experiences to other people to help them, we draw into our lives more people arriving in our lives to tell us something at just the right moment to be a mysterious coincidence and an opportunity to keep our journey flowing. Uh, the, uh, and it runs right into the fourth because if, if helping and giving is, is a principle, karmic principle, then what happens is we, uh, we have to become givers. And that means also discover how we unconsciously take. And, you know, at the human level, what happens is in power struggles and all of us fall in them, into them, what happens is that we're, we're trying to marshal the most energy to be the most remarkable one, to be the center, uh, have, have power around human energy. And that competition creates these control dramas that we learn even as children. Uh, and we have to become aware of the, these control dramas and transcend them by giving energy to other people and also naming, having, giving them a truth, a synchronicity by saying how we feel when someone is manipulating us for energy or for power. So, uh, and the, the fifth, of course, is the real solution to these, to these power struggles in the world at every level, and that is to open up to an inner energy. It's the uh, peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the, uh, the, the reason people meditate and, and prayerfully contemplate, because if you have a quiet mind, uh, you open up all the archetypal inspiration of opening your intuitive intelligence, and that's when you start to get help. And what you sense is even more clearly this, this something that you want to uh, to discover that is your mission. It's why you came to the planet to help with the evolution. And it's always the it builds this inspiration energy as we then make that the focus of our lives and the focus of our journey forward. And then, of course, that leaves us uh, at the seventh. And, and I'd love to jump in here. About. Yes, I'd love to jump in here because as you were talking the the image that really came to me was that we've been conditioned to live life 
from the outside in, meaning we're really drawn to the outside and make that of more importance. And as these energies or archetypes are embodied within us, we begin to live from the inside out. And that's far more powerful. So these are building upon one another as we become aware of them, as we engage them, and as we embody them, which then does lead us exactly where we are today, which is following that intuitive guidance and tapping into that intuition that has always been there, but because of being so focused externally, perhaps have never seen, heard, or acknowledged it. That's right. And it's a discovery. And again, every every archetypal opening of consciousness uh, represented by these insights, each one gives us another uh, rise in inspiration energy. So now we're we're through uh, a six. We're ready to go to seven, and we we taste this some mission that that's in our minds, you know, in in our hearts, want, want some truth we're here to tell. And, and that happens? insight and intuition, it it comes from deepening our presence and being more mindful than and and allowing ourselves to engage in a more conscious way of living than just being here. And that's that's why the fifth is so important. Uh, you know, because that that's that's when you you develop this, you practice. And that in simple mindfulness meditation I add the the opening of the heart because you know, you can quiet your mind with mindfulness meditation, but if you're really just quieting the ego, unless you find that heart opening, that experience, and that's the one that creates the, the, your most stable grounding, and that's agape love, a love with no object, a love that is a state, an emotional state that you carry with you that the lower emotions bounce off of as you go through life. I think one of the great struggles that most people have has to do with trust, trusting life, trusting others, trusting self, trusting God. How do we know when it's intuition? How do you identify it uh, so that, that it can be strengthened and relied upon on a more consistent basis? Well, that's a great way to get into this uh, seventh insight because the seventh insight is the flow practice. You know, the awareness. Uh, you know, we've integrated all these now where we can really pursue this flow of destiny. All right, it's a high energy. Uh, find the silver lining in any setbacks. Moving forward uh, with a kind of faith, but it can all be proved to oneself because once you open to this feeling of mission intuitively, then what we get is guidance toward this mission. First first of all, solve problems. There's a lot of people out there that just have basic is, you know, issues concerning money and all those kinds of things, especially in the shutdown. But it's a, what we do is we kind of step into a flow. But I think I'll give you a quick example of that, and I've mentioned this uh, often. And it, but it's just one practical example. Uh, at, at, the, at the seventh level, what we have to do is allow ourselves to be guided because we have intuitions all the time and hunches and everything, and we just we just think, you know, that's that's just a pipe dream, or you know, I don't have time to do that now, or 
Uh, and I give you an example. Something happened happened to me. We we live on a, uh, a nature preserve. Uh, a lot of acreage. Uh, so uh, we and we have uh, you know pets, large pets, all rescues that sort of sort of keep the bears from actually coming in the yard, right? Or uh, anything that. Dangerous. They alert us to right because these are this is a wild area. So, you know, I realized that one of my uh, uh, dogs that uh, patrolled the area. You know, I mean, they're little angels, but they bark and let us know. Uh, was getting older, and she needed to retire from all that. And uh, so, I woke up one morning thinking, "Oh my goodness, I need to find another rescue somewhere, another dog to." to to bring, you know, to, to discover. And usually, before, you know, it, we've often just just gone to every rescue uh, source in, in, uh, in one, yeah, one weekend each in order to find a dog. And But I woke up thinking, hey, you need to do that. Now, this was in the middle of the week, so I didn't expect that there would be rescues available uh, in the middle of the week. And I was like, getting out, getting onto the road. I had an appointment already late, and I thought about it again. It, it just came into my uh, head as a kind of vision and feeling that, hey, this is something that you need to do. Or, uh, and it's a little, just a little vision. And as soon as it happened, I asked myself a key question at this, this, at this insight. You know, this this elevation of energy, and that is, why did I think that now? And so I asked that question that, and at the same time, I looked to the left, and there was a pet store that always had rescues on the weekend, right? So I thought, okay, you know, I, I, I might be dense, and I'm late, but I, I get this. So I went into the, the pet store, looked to the right, and there looking at me was uh, was our dog, Ginger. <laughs> mm. So that's how we found her. Now, we could have spent three weekends doing it the purely logical way, or we can pay, you know, we can pay, uh, pay attention to these guiding intuitions that come to us. It, and as you say, it's trusting them. So what you do is you just make sure, and, and we'll talk now about a, a process, but basically to trust them, you you explore these feelings. It's always about doing something or talking to a stranger, or calling an old friend. It's, you know, it's it's setting, it's trying to set up a synchronicity for us uh, every time we we have one of these feelings or hunches. Uh, so we really have to make sure that we just implement this guidance logically, right? Don't you know? You get an idea about. Uh, Maui, and uh, you know, uh, that you should be there, but and but that's you know, don't sell the house and take off, you know, <laughs> without exploring things and find out what the rest of the synchronicity is. Pursue these intuitions logically, and I think that's that's a key part of this. So, I have a question that uh, might be popping into listeners' heads, and and you mentioned that you want to ask the question, Why did I think of this now? Is that where you find the distinction between something that comes across your mind as an ego thought versus an intuitive hit? 
Will the response to that question, why did I think of this now, determine that? Or how do we know the difference between an ego-based agenda thought that is unconscious and an intuitive piece of guidance that's coming in? Well, first of all, the, the intuitions are usually come to us, you know. Uh, ego thoughts usually um, are a repeated pattern thought or a, uh, you know, it's, it's a recurrent thought. It's a, uh, a thought about getting to your current preoccupation or uh, going to some bad habit that helps pacify you. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, from a life that seems meaningless materialistically. Uh, so, uh, you know, to me, the, the difference is: is it a uh, is it something that uh, we uh, that that is in the greater good of everyone, and certainly your own journey, or is it something involved in? Uh, you know, either either dominating somebody or dominating a situation, or uh, you know, it's real tricky. So, uh, but but how you you prove prove these things to yourself, and that's why you should pursue any uh, uh, intuition uh, very logically and take a look. Is this something that's going to uh, cause uh, the lower somebody? Or is it going to uh, is it going to hurt someone or is it something negative about it in your own, is it some bad habit you're trying to resist? You know? So uh, that's what, that's the, the measuring point, you know, what, and also one has an inspiration energy to it, you know, because it's in the service of humanity and, 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 uh, you know, being able to, uh, uh, you know, live successfully in the world. Uh, but we've all we've already figured out there's karma, so that's why you that's why you uh, make sure it's something helpful to the world, to other people, and to yourself. Uh, because you know, mistreating yourself is bad karma too. And uh, so it, that with that comes a wake up call that that you don't want. Uh, so why not stay on the light side anyway? You are here to live an inspired life, and intuition comes from a superior part of your intelligence. They appear naturally from the back of your mind as clarifying ideas on how to proceed. In short, they are ideas that sometimes seem too random or spontaneous and not logical at all, but upon greater interpretation, they can be observed to apply perfectly to the situations at hand. Don't forget to ask the question, why did I think of this now? to clarify the type of thoughts that you're having. Check out James Redfield and all of his books. Specifically read The Celestine Prophecy if you have not. Pick up an extra copy and hand it out to someone else, uh, particularly another millennial or uh, a millennial's children. They are enjoying these insights, and it is expanding the way that they are viewing the world. In addition, sign up for James's newsletter. He is uh, formulating a beautiful community that can stay in deep presence and discussion around these insights and abilities so that they become a daily active part of your life. Find out more at CelestineVision.com. We'll be right back with more James Redfield insights and abilities after these messages. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I'm having an exciting conversation with James Redfield on the insights and abilities of the Celestine Prophecy. Uh, it's been a beautiful discussion over the last uh, three episodes, and we have one final one after this one that will complete the series. But these are step rungs on a ladder that will allow you to engage in a higher degree of alignment in your life. So deepen into these, experience them, study them, and engage in community around them. And if you are looking to do so, I invite you to check out James's website, CelestineVision.com, and get his newsletter. Uh, You will find out more about the community that he is uh, pulling together to support in really deepening into these uh, in experiential ways in your life. We just finished discussing the seventh insight, which has to do with 
intuition and how that brings about synchronicity and other levels of awareness that are occurring. It deeply resonates with me. Uh, My own book, Conversations with the Universe, is all about many different ways synchronicity started showing up in my life and the beautiful ways that the universe does speak to us. And so all of this work that James is speaking on uh, is not simply fodder. It is actual uh, insight and integrative experience and understanding that can take place in your life if you will open your heart and deepen into the nuggets that he is sharing. Uh, James, when we move into intuition, what happens next? Where do we go from there when we get those hunches and that intuitive guidance and we follow through? uh, How does that change us and what does it open us up to further? Well, one of the things that uh uh, can be practiced uh, just an afternote on this uh, on the on the seventh is is to uh, know that there's a process. So you know we can practice that process because we can wake up in the morning uh, and you know you can start to ponder your real questions. You have a problem. Is there a place you are on your career or on your uh, development toward your mission? Uh, what's your current question? And that's a clarifying uh, uh, intention to set, because if you set an intention for these for for help for clarity, you'll get an intuition. Now, uh, and that intuition it can be the you know, the, the amplifying energy for the day, uh, and then you can move into uh, following that intuition. And and one other example. Uh, it's really fun is, is, uh, uh, you know, uh, what happens when it's an old friend that you get an intuition about, you know, the people, you know, pop into our head, right? Uh, you get a a vision of somebody's face and you haven't talked to them in so long. Well, again, it's about acting on these intuitions as quickly as we can. So... You know, if you reached for the phone, maybe maybe let it get a little later, but reach for the phone as soon as possible and call that old friend. And there's always this question that comes up, and that is, uh, that I like to ask the audiences, and that is, what does that friend always say? And, of course, uh, the answer is, I was just thinking about you. Mm. And, 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 you know, that's... That's that's the design of the world. That's how uh, mysteriously incredible and fascinating it is. Because I've asked that question in, uh, you know, thirty countries. That same question across alphabets, languages, everything, and everybody answers it the same way. My friend says, "I was just thinking about you." So we're connected. So. so yeah, this is just more fun for this, and something you can prove to yourself once you once you get going with it. Um, it that's it so us, true, it and it's it, right it, into the eight. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's it's so true. It's almost like even even if you are not reaching and picking up the phone, sometimes that person ends up calling you in the moment that you're thinking of them. So it's like the uh, synchronicity experiences start to become amplified in your life and and these little teeny miraculous things become uh, greater in number as we go through 
the experience of life. That's right. And you 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 operate at a higher level of of inspiration energy. And that that's what life is designed for us to pop into. Uh, we're just once we uh, expand our awareness to karmic design, it, the, the humanity science is not really uh, adequately accepted that this universe has a, uh, a karmic design, but it can be quickly, um, it, you know, approved to oneself. You're a giver, you attract more givers. You're a taker, you, you attract takers. So, you know, believe that in the morning when you're, when you're going, because you're expecting synchronicities, but when we get into the eight, you realize that we should be uh, using our intuition to um, uh, give other people synchronicities, not just look for synchronicities from them. And that's let's, that's the state where let's talk a little bit about that give and take because we we tend to be conditioned by the environments we were reared in and by the world as it exists. We tap into the field that is mass consciousness, and if we're not intentional about our thought or about our practice or uh, being aware, it's very easy to pick up on the masses of thought that are out there. Uh, in existence and live by those. Many people will often say, I'm, I want to serve. I'm here to serve. But that undercurrent of conditioning may have a subconscious or conscious thought of, I have to take care of myself too, stemming from fear of what's in it for me or how do I take care of myself or how much can I make and those kinds of things rather than giving from the full spirit of generosity that does create those synchronistic experiences. Can you talk a little bit about that give and take and becoming aware of the subtlety of our taking energy so that we really do engage and embody in the fullness of giving energy that does increase synchronistic experiences? Well, you know, there's many books have been written about uh, people who give too much, right? And, what, the, what those books talk about is people who don't think of not centered in themselves. They just think that if they give to other people, they'll be liked or they'll be supported themselves or uh, that kind of thing. But what they're really doing subconsciously is expecting to get something from their helping. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of corrupts the whole the whole karmic thing because it's a way actually a, a way of taking energy from other people so that's what those books are talking about uh, we're talking about being having an, a, a centered source of divine energy and heart opened energy within yourself to give to other people uh, just pure energy works and in this eighth insight you know in the book it's a t- a entitled uh, the interpersonal ethic because and what it means is if everybody were doing what we're about to talk about, the whole world would change overnight because everybody would feel uh, uh, as though they're being appreciated and given energy, and the energy would build like in a hothouse. You know, the sun comes in, the air gets hotter and hotter inside. Um, so uh, that's... 
that's what's building out there. I talk about a critical mass in, in our community. Uh, and the critical mass is really enough people who live by the interpersonal ethic can change the world completely because it's contagious, right? So, uh, but back to the, the main understanding of this interpersonal ethic is that if we give energy to another person, and that means support or just, you know, looking, and, and, and this is important, looking for a higher spiritual connection with their own channel to the divine in the face of the other person. And if we do that with every person that we meet and talk to and cross paths with, we do it as a matter of habit. What occurs is that some people will just kind of pop into this connected state, you know, sensing their intuition and mission and everything, you know, right in front of you. And maybe for the first time. That's how powerful this is. But if you, so if you look, you know, the, in religious circles, it's always been called uh, seeing the glory on every face, mm. seeing, uh, uplifting the people you meet, you know. But it's an intention to do this. Uh, so this is the interpersonal ethic. So, uh, and the other part of this is once you're giving, you're really giving from your heart, your heart opens, uh, and what happens is that you get more connected, therefore have more inner energy uh, that, that, that swells up in you and overflows into the other person. So it's a, I used to say, you know, it's the most selfish thing you can do is to uplift another person because you get filled up first. Um, uh, so it's, it's, a, uh, it's a solution. Uh, all these other insights work to get a person here, but this eighth insight is really the solution to what's wrong with the world. If we're givers, um, the other thing is, uh, in terms of it's part of this interpersonal ethic, and that is, if we're uh, if we're giving energy, uh, that's that's the first part. Second part is listen for an intuition of what you might be called to to offer them a truth, in in the the safest truth. And the way it usually happens, I believe, is that we'll get an intuition about something in our lives that we handled a certain way. It will just come to us. And what that means is, hey, that person needs to, uh, you, we need to share that with the other person. Now, you might be, you know, you might be with an office uh, uh, mate, you might be at the, yeah, was at the grocery store cashier. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so the art is to try to get that in the conversation, right? But yes, and I think, I, I think one thing too that you're saying, because I, I want to help people understand that that giving can be a lot of different ways. And I think oftentimes people think giving means the actual act of doing, but you're also saying we could sit and simply hold a person in our hearts in the highest expression. We could hold uh, someone that is hurting. We could hold someone in political office. We could hold some, a country uh, or a certain people that are being oppressed and see them in their highest state as opposed to where they are. And that in itself is 
also an act of giving energy that shifts them and shifts us at the same time. So sometimes it's the inspired action of an actual doing, and other times it is the pure presence of just giving that loving energy in a state where one might be in a solitary space. Is that correct? Of course. We can do it remotely. We can, yeah. Uh, if we think of uh, someone, you know, and they're miles away, we can, we can, you know, intend to send prayer energy to them with, a, with the same idea, with the same intention. You know, they, they connect with their source of uh, self-confidence and intuitively led uh, uh, inspiration energy. Uh, and But both are important. So we do all that, and that's true, and that's really easier to do than striking up a conversation. But if you really want to uh, get into the design of this, the design is for us to always be trying to give a synchronistic sharing with the other person. So what you you can hear is if you get it into the conversation, oh, you know, I handled, this is how I handled this situation that I was just experiencing. And uh, because you intuit, they need to hear it, right? And, And very often what they'll say is, you know, that's the very thing that I needed to hear right now in my life. So this is the grand design. This, you know, Again, what what if everybody were were doing that? We'd all be open. We'd all be getting intuitions to help each other all the time, making synchronicities. We're all having these synchronicities. It's designed for that. The human race is just not yet fully embraced it. But this is the time. This is the time. Corruption is so, uh, in this materialistic world, this corruption is so vast and coming out to be seen so much. It's depressing, right? But what I'm hearing you Yes, what I'm hearing you say is almost like that is the true purposefulness and the true destiny. I think as human beings we our minds, our egos want to go out and determine what our purpose is or make our destiny. But there's an innate design that is built into everything that will allow that destiny to emerge if we simply start to follow our intuition, stay in our connection, and be so generous and giving that we show up as the synchronicity for other people, that that truly is how we fulfill human destiny. Is that correct? And does that lead us into insight number nine? That's right, because we're allowing ourselves to be guided at every level and acting on that guidance. And that's the coordination. That's a great synchronization. Synchronicity, right? The synchronization of all of our lives together moving in a positive direction. And that's going to take us to the ninth insight. The ninth insight is a vision of the future. Now, for those that study uh, ancient scriptures, especially Revelation in the Bible, you know, what you see is a prediction that there's going to be a rapture, a division of, of uh, let's, let's call it the dimensions of this world. Uh, and in that process, the dark is going to get darker, and the light is going to get lighter. 
So in the, in the Bible, for instance, it's called, it talks about being called up um, uh, into uh, the air, you know, to in, in, in a in a uh, aluminum state, you know, you have the, the uh, a light body essentially is what it says exactly. Um, and so, what uh, what's important though is that yeah, you know, whether it had it happens more gradually than that, which is uh, in, in in you know, it's uh, usually people say, well, God, uh, you know, uh, we're waiting on God to do that for us. And I would say maybe God is waiting on us to get the consciousness where that can happen. So it's a view of the future that all this elevated energy is going to result in a kind of ascension uh, that a lot of people have heard people talking about. So the ascension uh, is a vision of the future when what happens is that uh, to us, it'll feel like everybody goes spiritual, everybody goes consciousness, and it's a glorious time. Nobody knows when that'll happen, what the critical mass is. But if we're going to talk about spirituality, we have to remember that we're spiritual beings. The molecules in our bodies are vibrating at a certain level, but they could certainly be energized so much to vibrate almost uh, to the level of light itself. So when we, we talk about this evolution going forward, uh, I believe that it, 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 we're going to this crescendo, uh, and that's the ninth inside, where uh, we really enter into more of a, a completely spiritual state, similar to what exists in the afterlife. James, what what tends to be focused on is a lot of the corruption and the negativity and the divisiveness that is existing in our world, the, the darkness and uh, many of the, the issues that appear to plague us. So that appears to be a building tidal wave that is, is crashing down. But in equivalence to that is a building wave of exactly what you're talking about, more and more people stepping into their destinies, stepping into more mindfulness, stepping into more synchronicity, and into more spaces where they want to give and collaborate and bring about a new world. Where where our focus lies, how does that impact when we're looking at more of the corruption and putting our energy there versus seeing the wave of a building humanity that is moving in a different direction. Can you talk a little bit about our focus and vision and what, what we should do at this point? Absolutely. It goes back to the fourth insight, you know, be, be operating uh, in, in a way where you're doing good for, for everyone that touches your life, so that your life touches, uh, that you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing your best that you're being creatively uplifting to the world in general. Uh, if you look at the dark side, and, and I, don't, I don't think we even have to look at it much because uh, if, you, if you notice the dark side is all about power, money, control, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, all you have to do, you know, and, and you know, a constriction of free speech, you know, they want, uh, they want, uh, you know, they throttle anybody that talks about spirituality 
on the internet. They throttle them down. They, uh, you know, they cut down their YouTube subscriptions. I mean, they're just that's just what they do. They want power. They want, especially the, the destruction of the U.S. Constitution, freedom of speech, all that. You know, they're they're designing how to crush uh, because they, you know, it's a top down power seeking. Uh, uh, system that they want to create and get their security from materialistic power and materialistic riches, uh, you know, and try to be happy that way. So uh, all we can do, though, we can't, you can't, you know, you can't hate, you can't turn into hate yourself. It's the Star Star Trek that trilogy, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's that ethic, you know, if you go into anger and hate, you just make what you hate bigger because they bristle up and, and react. So our job is to stay on the light side, stay in goodness. Um, you know, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're people, the battles, the pedophilia and all that goes with that and the, the trafficking and, but be on the side of the goodness, you know, the people who want to get rid of pedophilia and uh, these, uh, these trafficking Networks that are larger than anybody ever thought. Stay on the light side of that. Uh, demand a- your freedom to to talk about spirituality because they're throttling all that back. They want it to go away because uh, they're in power mode. There was a beautiful depiction in the film that was created around the Celestine prophecy, where uh, the gentleman and the young. Uh, indigenous girl were sitting across from each other on the rock and they were sharing love with one another. And rather than each one feeling a decrease because they were giving so much love, one and one all of a sudden made three. It amplified the experience of energy, of love, uh, bringing, uh, bringing that character into a higher dimension, one that was even beyond physical reality. When we are engaged in this world and there are dark things going on like human trafficking or uh, the issues of racism or different things that we're dealing with and we have to go out in the world and align with what is more light, is there value in aligning with people that we love and simply stepping away from the issue but focusing more on the energizing of love and utilizing that as a way of building a power cell between people so that their own individual energies and combined energies become more amplified to be able to go into the world and then give to those areas that are darker. Can you speak to a little bit of that? Well, you know, know, there are uh, heroes that just go and help expose the dark, but uh, you know, I, I think the more the majority of us need to just concentrate on the light because it's not a war. Anything you war with gets larger. What we're doing is trying to be an a, a an alternative example, the alternative of light and all of the, the everything that spirituality brings to us and the thrill of life. Uh, so. So, really, we, we want to be like a beacon, a light, and, and people who are lost in ego and lost in the corruption, you know, will look over and see what we're doing. 
and want to come over and join, you know, join the light side. <laughs> so that, that's really what most of us should be focusing on. Uh, but we have to keep our basic, uh, keep a tyrannical kind of government uh, from uh, just taking away rights. Uh, but I think that happens because uh, we talk about the freedom of creation, and living our mission, and the freedom of seeking spiritual truths and reality and talking about it. And, and so those are the rights that, you know, the darkness wants to take away because they, that's not what they want. They want to make something else out of the world. Uh, so, but we just hold that light and the love, especially unconditionally, uh, got a love, a state of love. That's the solution. Uh, the more of us we can, the more power and the shining of that uh, in the world, the more people want to uh, come to that place. And as we move into embracing a more continuous experience of synchronicity and more and more individuals following their destinies, uh, what does that look like as a world unfolding? What is that end vision in your mind going to appear as for all of us? Well, you know, we just get lighter. I mean, we just get more inspired. It's inspiration energy. Each of these understandings about how the world, the spiritual world, really this dimension really works, the more miraculous it gets for people. Sure, we're going to get knocked out of our flow. You know, tragedies happen. Businesses fail. Uh, you know, we have to find a silver lining for any of those things so that we can keep our faith in synchronicity happening, stay high, stay inspired, uh, and come back. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're to the, the entry level of the real power of spiritual connection and the real understanding of how we can uh, have more of a miracle-like life. Um, and so it's a matter of talking about it, uh, getting together in groups, and that's very hard right now, right? But uh, the virtual groups, get together, talk about it, see as a mission, the overall mission is to elevate inspiration energy in the world, help people come back to this, uh, this energy level uh, when, they, when they got knocked out of it. And build it and keep building it ever larger. Thank you, James, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I am thoroughly enjoying this series, and I know that my listeners are too. This enlightened conscious evolution works because it happens through an effort all at once. We are here to replace the top-down efforts of what is corruption with the our own essence of illumination and inspiration. And we can do this individually and then come together and do this collectively to truly create not only a shift in the world, but an unfolding wave that impacts more and more people on the planet. I invite you to visit James's website, CelestineVision.com. Uh, get your copy of the Celestine Prophecy, uh, join his community or his newsletter, and start to tap into these insights and abilities. Go back and listen to episodes one 
and two of this series as well. And tune in next week for the final episode where we will go into the final three insights and abilities to round out this beautiful discussion. Until then, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love, be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.